Oh my Dick goodness. Lang. Wow. That's right. That's good evening in Arabic. Because I'm tight. <laughs> and welcome to Shift F1, a podcast about speedy race cars. Uh, I am Drew Scanlon. Danny O'Dwyer is on his honeymoon right now on some island getting hot rays. So explain this to me real quick. Yes, so, Dave Lang of Iron Galaxy. Uh, and just other assorted internet shenanigans. Yes, and, and uh, f- GFB Radio. Founder of Real Meme Hours, the video series Real Meme Hours. you got so um, much stuff going on all the time, Dave Lang. I can't keep up. It's all just garbage, too, which is great. All right, so walk, walk me through Danny real quick. So okay. he He's got married Ireland. in Ireland, right? Got married in Ireland. So why is that not count as a honeymoon too? Because that's not here. Because you got because you go from the wedding to somewhere else. I, I think destination weddings count as honeymoons too. I think you can parlay that all up into one. But thing. like everybody else is there, that's lame. You'd want you want to go where no one is. Well, people aren't going to stick around for the extra week. I don't know. I'm just I'm just saying, if it was me. And I was dedicated to F one dot cool that F one dot cool life. <laughs> I would I would think about I would think about the listeners before I thought about the second honeymoon. I need is, I need Danny bright eyed and bushy tailed for these podcasts so he can he can you know take all the rest he needs. Right, fair enough. And that's uh, why I've got you, Dave Lang. Yeah, I mean the good old backup, old reliable. I get it. <laughs> You're solid. You're solid. Uh, that's actually let's... the first time anyone's ever said that about me. So thank you very much. <laughs> Very welcome. Uh, let's let's see. Let's jump right into it here. Did you watch? Uh, did you watch qualifying? I watched quali. Uh, I yeah, that was. Uh, I watched that not full attention, but I watched it. And sure. then I was uh, kind of uh, really all into the race. The race had my attention from beginning to end. Totally. Yeah. It, it strong start and uh, and good race all the way through. Um, I guess let's uh, a few notes from practice. I guess um, both Ferraris stopping on track in practice one and two. Yeah, what was that about? Did you see that, or did you? See- um, just I think just engine problems. There's there's some great footage of uh, Raikkonen walking back to the pit, and he kind of cuts across. I think the inside of the track, which is all <laughs> desert. So like it's, it was like this slow zoom out of Raikkonen in the middle of nothing. Nice. And uh, actually, uh, F one's official Twitter put like some, um, you know, spaghetti western music underneath it. Was it was it if he was as lovable as say Fernando Alonso? Could it have been like memes like the chair when Alonso's relaxing in the sun? Oh, was was so it tough to beat though? I know. Obviously, it's because Fernando's Fernando. But yeah. could it have been that if people actually liked Kimi Raikkonen? People love Kimi Raikkonen. I don't know Did how he's see? so unlovable. <laughs> but I think that's why. Did you see all the signs in China? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and people with, with Finnish flags on their faces. It's a very weird Venn diagram. I would like to understand that cross section <laughs> a little better, frankly. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, let's see what else. Botas lost a T wing in P two, which Verstappen ran over. Yeah, they uh, were talking about how they might ban those from just Mercedes car. It sounded like because that's like two races in a row he lost to, it. Yeah, they'd probably have to do it for everyone though. Um, I, Red Bull's been pretty adamant against them, I think, because they don't use them. Right. Uh, but, yeah, they, they've flown off a bit, and it's not. Although, I think Toto Wolf said, we reinforced it. You, we Now, you could take a baseball bat to that thing, and it won't come off. But we we shall see. Yeah. Well, that, uh, let's take his word for it, I guess. Right. Uh, Grosjean crashed in P3, just lost it, and spun off into a wall. Um, 
but uh, got going for qualifying, and you know, kind so P, of. So P three is like two hours before Q one, right? Yes, yes, same. So day. that's a, a miraculous uh, garage work to get that car repaired in time. Totally, yeah. I think it was mostly just some front wing stuff. Um, okay. But yeah, I, I think any you know with the Ferrari stopping on track and uh, Grosjean having to fix his car, it's like it must be so nerve wracking to put the, those cars out onto the track for for race day. You don't right. know if everything is quite right. And, um, yeah, it's one of those like you need the data, you need the data, but oh boy, like yeah. <laughs> the risk of ruin is really really high. Yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, qualifying. Well, I'll run down the grid here, how it stacked up. Um, the very first pole position for one Valtteri Botas. Yeah, good job for him. Yeah, my my boy. So is that um, your number one favorite? Number one favorite driver? Yeah. Uh, you know, I I love all the drivers. David. Oh come on! Well, obviously we all love Pastor number one. Obviously. Yeah. Pa- <laughs> What's Pastor doing these days? I don't know. He was like he was trying. To he's like race he's like GP zero. <laughs> Oh He's boy! I racing a lot of I racing. Probably smart. Hashtag yeah, so I like smart. Botas. Yeah, uh, he is. He is um, exceptional in his blandness. That's the thing I have trouble reconciling. I mean, this is obviously like you know, it, you know, it's like when you're a stupid American. Mm-hmm. It's like you have these archetypes of like, oh, this people from this region are like this, and obviously that's not true because like that everyone from Chicago is the same. But right. it's like you're a stupid American, so you don't know any better. It's like I don't get. How Botas and Raikkonen, like, could be from the same rough area. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I mean, Raikkonen's certainly more surly, but they're both very stoic. Botas, though, you see him smiling. That's true. I mean... I, yeah, I don't know. I, obviously, it's a stupid comment, but whatever. <laughs> I, I just... He seems like a very humble guy, and that is hard to come by uh, in Formula One. So yeah. that's, that's why I like him. Uh, but he's he's on pole, followed by Lewis Hamilton, uh, Sebastian Vettel in third, Ricardo in fourth, Raikkonen uh, split by Ricardo. Uh, the Ferraris were so Raikkonen's down in fifth, followed by Verstappen, Hulkenberg managing to make it up into seventh place. That was impressive, yeah. Uh, and Massa in eighth, Grosjean in ninth, and Palmer in tenth. Yeah, I didn't expect to see Julian up there. No, certainly not. Apparently, is that, is, they, is that their first uh, Q two this year, or have they Q two already? They've Q2. This is their first Q3 for both of their cars. And I think, actually, the first Q3 for Palmer in in general. Okay. Um, Good for them. Yeah. Uh, Behind them, Danny Kofiat in 11th, Lance Stroll in 12th, and Pascal Verline in 13th, his first race since uh, injuring himself uh, back in the race of champions. I wouldn't say it was his first race, Drew. Did he Uh, end up not get knocked out? Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, Esteban Ocon in 14th, uh, Alonso in 15th, Sainz in 16th, uh, Van Dorn in 17th. Sergio Perez did not get out of Q1 and starts in 18th. Uh, Erickson 19th, Magnuson 20th. And in fact, uh, Van Dorn didn't even start the race. He had a problem in his uh, power unit. Just uh, sucks for McLaren. Yeah, like, is the, the constant refrain. Last three years or so, uh, Van Dorn actually posted, I think maybe even before the race had ended, uh, a picture of him on the treadmill going for a run. You guys up to anything this Sunday? <laughs> yeah, it's not so good. He's, he's got a good attitude about it. 
Uh, but let's get to the start here, Dave Lang. Let's do it. Uh, Botas and Vettel both get great starts. Botas in first, obviously, and Vettel right behind him. Um, Dude, this is the first race, I, it's been a, I guess this year for certain, where there's like not some guy in the front four just laid an egg at the start. It seemed like they yeah. were all were competent. Like, it seemed like Vettel was maybe a little slow, and then he just bolted at that corner. Yeah, totally. I mean, Hamilton did not get a bad start. It's, I think it's just that Botas and Vettel both got great ones. Yeah. Um, Botas keeps it into turn one, and Vettel gets around Hamilton on the outside uh, for second place. Raikkonen, though, in fifth place, does have a terrible start. Yeah. Um, and he opens up a nice hole for uh, Verstappen to use to pass Ricardo on the outside um, for fourth place. So Verstappen gets behind Hamilton. I'm really kind of hoping that, you know, last year there was that weird pseudo-rivalry between uh, Vettel and Verstappen. Like, they were always battling out for, like, fifth place and always, like, cutting each yeah. other off last year. I really hope that turns into a Kimi-Verstappen battle, because I think Kimi will straight <laughs> up just murder him in the paddock. Yeah, <laughs> like, Kimi, Kimi uh, will, like, shiv him with a fucking, uh, get some kind of really sharp, pointy screwdriver and just right through the neck. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, if if Raikkonen found another rival, uh, Botas was sort of his last year, but um, he's sort of at the front. I don't know. They could be both battling it out at the front of the field again, or you know, toward the top instead of yeah. uh, back in you know the the fifth place stuff. Um, Raikkonen also held up Hulkenberg, uh, which Massa used to squeeze up squeeze up the inside of um, both of them for for sixth place. Uh, in the back of the field, Palmer. In 10th place, bogged it down, uh, which enabled Ocon to go from 14th to 11th by turn one, um, and later got by Kafiat uh, for 10th place uh, later in the lap. Uh, meanwhile, Perez in 18th spot gained five places on the opening few corners to get to 13th place. Uh, Pretty Sainz, good. Signs also got up from 16th uh, to scrap it out with Kafiat for 12th place. Uh, what, what's your generic? Uh, what's your generic? Like when you so after like the last two years of Kafiat, yeah. Are you are you pulling for him? Do you have no feelings about him? Like what's your generic take on Kafiat as like a fan? Uh, I I'd like to see him do well. I I kind of like I would like to see both of the uh, Toro Rosos do well. Um, it's nothing else. I like think I, Danny Kafiat especially though because he got such a raw deal. Um, okay, so do you actually think he got a raw deal? I mean, you I never mean, know, you know, because like you know, all this stuff gets presented one way and one way only. Like you never hear yeah, both sides not, of the stuff, right? But like, yeah, and he's not totally without fault. Like he hit, he hit a lot of people yeah. with his car. Uh, <laughs> and he apparently is kind of not that easy to work with. Um, but it's still, it's still uh, a bummer for him. So I, you know, I, I like to see redemption. Fair enough. So no matter how you personally feel about him, you would like even if you didn't like him, you're still kind of rooting for him to turn it around because that's a good story. Yeah, it's a good story. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but uh, he he does scrap it out a little with signs and actually has to uh, check up on signs and go off track, which sends him to the back of the field. So not a great opening lap for Dan Kafiat. So uh, through lap one, it is Botas in first, followed by Fettel, Hamilton, Verstappen in fourth, Ricardo, Massa, Raikkonen in seventh, Hulkenberg, Grosjean, and Ocon uh, making up four spots to round out the top ten. Um, and Vettel actually, uh, credit to him, s- sticks with Botas. I, I, I saw this uh, in the last race where for the opening few laps, the second place person was 
actually trying to stay with them and and maybe even pass them, um, which is good to see in this new era of tires. Uh, you know, it's kind of boring when yeah, yeah. you just back off. Yeah. Um, lap four, Verstappen is in DRS range to Hamilton, which is cool. Like, I just... I, the, the, one I of the early the things, exciting I, thing from from this race is seeing Hamilton actually have to fight stuff. Yeah, like I think one of the coolest things, maybe it was like lap four or five, and then I don't know who I, I listen on CNBC. Did you? What did you watch? Yeah, same. Okay, when the announcers were like, like somebody's like, "Hey, boys, I don't know if you're paying attention, but it's like lap five, and the top five cars are all within like two seconds of each other." Yeah, and it's like how fucking refreshing is this shit? It's like yes. uh, really, really cool. Yeah, not everyone's not like dropping back to save their tires and spreading out the entire field and right. you know settling in. People are actually trying to fight stuff. Yeah, it's like not a um, foregone conclusion that no matter what you do, Mercedes is going to win. Right. Right. People right. battling. Yeah. Um, lap seven, Raikkonen gets by Massa for sixth place, uh, and Vettel is still uh, by lap nine all over Botas, um, and it seems that. Botas is having some tire problems. He comes over the radio and says, problem with the rears. These tires are not that great. And his engineer says, yeah, we have a pressure problem. Yeah. Um, they were over pressure, right? If I remember right. Uh, I, I don't know, actually. Just I've a, never, a pressure problem. Like, how do you get – is it a thing where – this is, like again, my ignorance about F1 stuff and technology in general with these cars. Like, I'm pretty sure I – mean, this might not have been this it's in, in instance, but definitely at one point on this race, um, engineering is warning – tires about tires being overpressured to somebody hmm. and i'm wondering if that's like a function if they get super hot if that can increase the pressure in them and so you, you know, like the only thing to do is to cool your tires at that point i'm not i was curious about that more but yeah um i, I think uh high temps can run or can lead to to high pressures i'm i'm you know I mean, it, it kind of anecdotally makes sense right expert yeah, yeah. uh but um yeah, and and obviously the the higher the pressure, the harder the tire, and the less grip you'll have. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, a lot a lot of people actually. Max uh, is told to keep some um, tire management going. Um, you know, tires are a big deal. Yeah. Uh, the, the, nine, the one thing. Uh, sorry to cut you off again, but no, you, you keep jogging these thoughts in my head. Another thing I found out this I think it was this week. They said something about the tires being handmade. Were you aware of this? Did you hear that comment? Yeah. Uh, I wonder like, if it's like actually handmade or like because that them seems one impossible. At a time instead of like a right? factory. Like, I yeah, mean, they're maybe... not. <laughs> I don't think some guy's going out in the forest <laughs> and like cutting down a rubber tree. It's a curious statement, though. Like, what could that possibly mean in terms of tires? Right? Like, they're not these bespoke. Uh, elements that like everyone's <laughs> in a way like a marble slab and you certainly don't want them to be unique you want them all to be homogeneously identical that's right true. so yeah. i just i would like some if anyone out there knows uh holler at your boys and let us know what that what that comment meant because i was like i you know i did the straight up uh white guy shocked blinking face mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know, i don't know if you've seen it it's a hot meme on, on twitter what is that yeah, but i started did that when he was like it's like yeah those uh, tires are handmade this year i'm like what <laughs> yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, yeah, the people making them in Portland, putting them on Etsy. <laughs> uh, lap nine, Magnuson goes out with an electronics issue. Haas s- still not catching many breaks in this season. Um, 
Lap 10, Verstappen super close to Hamilton still, uh, who in fact dropped so far back that Hamilton is out of range to um, Fettel. Right. Uh, Verstappen does pit one lap later and go on to, let's see, what does he go on to? Super soft tires? Whatever kind they are, we know they're handmade. Yes. Independent of their stiffness and grip. That's right. Um, (laughs) But apparently... uh, Whoever made Verstappen's tires was uh, maybe listening to a podcast or something or, you know, got a phone call because uh, he locks up on his new tires. Yeah. And, uh, well, I, probably not the tire's fault. He says his brakes failed. Um, but the, the long and the short of it is he goes off track, crashes it, into the wall. And, yeah, it, uh, didn't, it didn't seem like something like a mistake because he completely overcooked that, right? If, if it wasn't a brake problem. But then also at the same time, how did he kind of almost stop in time if the brakes gave out? Uh, maybe only one of them gave out. I don't know how it works, but yeah. it, was, it, was, it was curious. Yeah, he, yeah, it, yeah. He's, he's out of the race. Um, I still I – have, I have a really – so I have a, a rational dislike of Verstappen. I've and noticed it, that. What's your problem? So I, I won just the – you know, Vettel's my guy, mm-hmm. right? So Alonso is my number one driver, but I'm Ferrari, Scuderia Ferrari, Forza Ferrari. Mm-hmm. And so Vettel's my dude. And so naturally the fact that those two are scrapping last year set me against them. But it was okay. really at when I was at Spa last year, I was sitting in grandstands uh, right at the start. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, every motherfucker in the whole grandstand was wearing an orange shirt rooting for Verstappen. <laughs> and so whenever like Vettel would drive by, the whole stand would boo him. Uh, and they'd cheer for Verstappen, and I was just getting angry. I was just getting drunk and angry, just sitting in stands by. So, like, eating fries angry. It was just the whole thing. I was just getting fucking salty. And so now, yeah, that guy can get bent. Done. All right. You know, it's good to have, uh, it's good to have heroes. It's good to have villains. There you go. Makes it more exciting. Yes, dynamics. Uh, let's see. Lap 10, Fettel Pitts uh, goes from super soft to super softs. Uh, and rejoins sixth place, so he's at least going to have to stop again. Um, Raikkonen also same move, super soft to super soft. Uh, and then uh, lap thirteen. Speaking of Pastor Maldonado, uh, echoes of Bahrain twenty fourteen or so. Uh, Signs is coming out of the pit. This was amazing. <laughs> Lance Stroll is turning uh, across the pit lane exit, and Signs just t bones him. Just t bones him. Just yeah. crushes them. Which He's is like, crazy because, like, you got to expect both of these guys see each other. Yeah. Uh, I Actually, Stroll said after the race, I saw signs coming out of the pit lane. I was 50 or 60 meters or so in front of him uh, in the braking zone. He was already turning in and drove into my side. There's not much else to say, as I have just seen the video, and it was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those, it's like the retellings are interesting because like my take on it was that neither of them had the correct accounting of events because like signs exit the way I remember it, signs actually got out pit lane ahead of stroll, but stroll was going so much faster. So stroll passed him. So it's not like he came out behind him. So stroll had to know he was there. Right. Well, so yeah. And, and signs actually right after it happened, he says, uh, he didn't see me on the inside. He just turned into me, which um, is nonsense. I mean, like, Yes, theoretically, Signs could have given him room, uh, but Signs also could have checked up on the exit and let him pass. Yeah, um, it's just it's it's one of these games of chicken that uh, ended poorly for both of them. Yeah, I um, think I think one of the like so again I'm not like steeped in 
F1 like Danny is. I'm more like you or kind of new fans to it. Mm-hmm. I think generally when a T-bone occurs, there's not a lot of debate about who was at fault, right? Like, it's not possible that the person could just do something, like, cut someone off so violently. Uh, Especially that it's, when, like, it's right in front of you. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, Martin Brundle, I think, uh, watching the um, race highlights, which I will link in the uh, show notes, uh, said that, yeah, um, Signs was definitely at fault there. And uh, the stewards agreed, handing Signs a three-place grid penalty uh, for the next race, um, saying that, quote, uh, car 18 was on the normal racing line, which is Stroll. Uh, car 55 left the pit lane and made a very optimistic attempt to pass car 18 <laughs> into the corner. What a great phrasing. God. Yeah. Wouldn't it be fun to write copy for those? <laughs> like, just to be yeah. the person who has to, okay, here's what we How think. Can we now, sneak a dig in here. Yeah, type it up for me, please. <laughs> uh, that does bring out a safety car. Botas uh, pits from first, goes on to Supersofts from Supersofts, uh, and has a super slow pit stop. Um, and Mercedes is is double boxing the cars at this point. So Hamilton comes in behind Botas and actually has to wait for him, um, which holds up Ricardo. Uh, Ricardo does actually uh, beat Hamilton out of the pits. Um, and as a result of all this confusion, Hamilton becomes uh, under investigation for holding up Ricardo in the pits. Yeah, I didn't quite understand that as it was happening. Um, it was kind of tough to see because you really you kind of saw uh, the pit box and then Hamilton waiting there. There was like a, a good replay that's actually in that um, uh, that highlight video. It shows Hamilton. He he waits for Botas, but he waits in the pit lane, not pulled over to the side. Oh, so, gotcha. Uh, I think that's what the stewards uh, yeah. didn't like about it. But he, yeah, well, handed a five-second uh, yeah, the good, news, the good news for Hamilton is that five seconds didn't end up costing him anything. That's the good news for Hamilton. Yeah, so <laughs> you can you can serve that penalty either in the race with a at, at a pit stop, like you can you you pull in, you yeah. wait five seconds, and then you can change tires, or you can uh, uh, just have it docked from your uh, time at the end of the race. And so I did. I, you. So I didn't know those were. I thought there was. Uh, I didn't know that was optional. So I know they always called them like five second stop and goes or whatever. I, I right. Think that's how it works. Yeah. And so this one, like, they just called it a five-second penalty. I didn't know you could elect to take it as a stop-and-go. Um, I can't imagine a world strategically where it would ever make sense to take it as a stop-and-go. Uh, because oh, and like not change tires also? Well, or that, well either, either thing, right? So even if you need to change, don't take it as a stop-and-go because you're not going to ever take exactly five seconds off, right? You might take 5.1 seconds off. Right, because mm-hmm. if you take under five, you're screwed. So you're going to err on the side of being over five, like uh, unless there's a little slop in there when they measure. But I can't believe there would be. So it just seems weird that you would ever elect to take it as a stop and go for that I mean, reason. Yeah, uh, although you know, you never know what could happen at the end of a race, and the way that time translates, it may not necessarily translate to places in your favor. So, but even, but even then, just think about like traffic getting ahead of you, right? Like. Now you now maybe instead of being behind like having to lap three cars, you have to lap two, right? Because you yeah. elected to take the stop and go. I just I, I just don't understand why a team would ever elect to do that uh, strategically. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But whatever. Yeah. Unless it was um, a stop and go the whole time, and they just called it a five second penalty. Yeah, he he actually serves it uh, lap twenty, but the the safety car 
goes in on lap 17 and Hamilton, who hasn't yet served the penalty, uh, immediately charges on Ricardo for third place uh, and gets by uh, with uh, with no problems, really. Um, uh, also on the restart, Fettel defends from Botas, but Botas charges back and they go side by side for a few corners, which is really cool to watch. Uh, and Fettel manages to squeeze Botas to the outside and, and keep the position. Yeah. Uh, Massa somehow also gets by Ricardo for fourth place, uh, which leaves Raikkonen, who's on super soft to Ricardo's soft, uh, now behind Ricardo. So sure enough, Raikkonen tries it. Uh, can't get it done on the first corner he tries, but Ricardo's defensive move allows Raikkonen to swing underneath him uh, for the pass into fifth place. It was a great move. Yeah, Raikkonen tries once, and instead of giving up like I suspected he would, actually does something competent. So Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder how many of those things are legitimate attempts or how many of them are feints, you know, to get them to, to move to a certain direction. Yeah, I, I have to assume at that level they know I'm going to pass them the second time. Right? Is there a name for that in the fighting game community? Uh, I mean, it's – yeah, there is. It'd be like um, – so it, it'd be like uh, – is it? it's like a – okay, so when you predict what someone's going to do mm-hmm. and you punish them for it, that's called a read. Right. Okay. So if I know he's going to wake up, uh, wake up DP or whatever, mm-hmm. like I can bait that out of him by standing up and not blocking while he's waking up, and then black, black uh, block at the last possible minute. So I bait it out the wake up DP, then I can punish it. So it's very similar, um, but it also might be the kind of thing I was thinking more like running backs. Like, do you watch football at all? Yeah. So it's like you know a good running back sets up blocks, right? So if there's a blocker in front of them and one defender in front of the blocker. Like the running back will go to one side of the blocker to make the defender go to that side, then he's effectively easier to block, right? And then he can cut behind the blocker to the other side and not have to worry about that guy. So I think it's something like that. You're just like setting up blockers, right, in, in the NFL or whatever. So I'm sure it's like a, it's a, yeah, I've been doing this on purpose to get this for the second time. Right. Just hit the truck stick. Exactly. Just boom, hit the, maybe a little circle button in there. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Who can say? Uh, lap 18, also Palmer and Alonzo scrapping it out in the backfield. Uh, and Grosjean reporting power loss. Thankfully, though, this doesn't take him out of the race. He just, for some reason, his his engine hiccups or something. Yeah. Um, by the way, Perez, uh, who started 18th, is now 7th. Yeah, crazy. This guy, I I wish they, I at the time we're recording this, we don't have onboard footage just yet. I would love to see some onboard Perez. Uh, he has been um, – he's become really, really fun to watch. That whole team is getting it done this year. Uh, yeah. Ocon, by the way, is in 10th at this stage. Do you know what? So you're more plugged into – so I basically only watch races and qualifying for F1. I don't follow websites. I don't follow news. I don't know anything else that happens. Is there any uh, kind of uh, weird outrage about the pink cars this year? Um, I think people were surprised, but um, – I. Personally, I I like that there are pink cars. I think it's a color you just don't see very often. Yeah. But I don't like the particular shade. I think it's too pastel. Yeah, like I, I think it's so. I, color aside, I think the design is kind of a waste of going with such a weird color. Yeah, and uh, the logo's just kind of slapped on there. But like, yeah, you know, like it's like the whole design of the entire livery is more the issue. But I do love them going with pink. I think that's fucking great. Yeah. Um, and but, favorite livery this year. What do you think? Uh, McLaren, absolutely. McLaren? Okay. Yeah, I think it's gorgeous. Um, I really like Toro Rosso. I love yeah. that one. Um, That's my personal favorite. 
I, you know, it's like hard to, it's Ferrari, whatever, it's red. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think for me it's McLaren. The first time I saw those, I was like, <gasps> it's, yeah, it's, that was breathtaking. Yeah, much better than the, the like, gray all around than last from last year. Yeah, I actually like Haas's last year better. Hmm, okay. Um, like, I, th- I think I, I like it fine, but I actually enjoyed last year's a little better. Yeah. Um, those are the ones that, I, I, you know, I like generic Red Bull as well. Uh, but yeah, those are the ones that jump out at me. Um, all right, what's going on here? Uh, lap 24, Raikkonen on Massa at turn one for fourth place. Um, Raikkonen moving up the field. Uh, lap 25, speaking of McLaren, Alonso comes over the radio and says, I have never raced with less power in my life. <laughs> Just savage. I know. <laughs> he, does, he does not care. He's like, man, I'm racing an Indy 500. You guys do whatever you want. He's like, yeah, cause I, I mean, it, totally. He's like, yeah, because like, you know, they're 300 meters behind me in the straightaways and they catch up. You know, yeah. it's like, what do you want me to do here, guys? Like, in fact, yeah. his engineer says later, "We're uh, we're considering Plan B. How are the tires?" And Alonso, <laughs> whatever just says, you want to do, do whatever you want, man. <laughs> I'm just, I just work here. Yeah, nothing matters. Nothing you're saying now matters. Nothing I do matters. Uh, yeah, it's pretty brutal. Yeah, he, he does get in a pretty good scrap with uh, Kafiat and um, let's see who else here, Palmer. Uh, for for a lot of the race, which is kind of cool to see. Yeah, uh, it's I, side note with Indy 500. This might be actually, actually the first Indy 500 I try to watch because yeah, man, because uh, man, I hope he does well because that dude's rad. He deserves he deserves some wins. Agreed. Um, let's see. Fettel now is six seconds up from Hamilton in third. Um, or I'm sorry, from Botas in second, uh, and Hamilton does get by. Uh, Botas with no problem, which seems a little weird until uh, you realize that uh, after the race, team orders were given yeah. to Botas saying, please let Lewis through. He has a five-second penalty. So, Oh, so that's what it's like when the Mercedes drivers cooperate together. Yeah, isn't that weird? Oh, I've been wondering what that looks like. Okay. Yeah. Botas says, copy, I'll let him through. And then his engineer says, it's important you stay close to Lewis, obviously. But Botas says the rears are overheating. Uh, so the soft tires will be better uh, when we pit. Um, and pit he does on lap 31. Um, Botas goes from super softs to softs and rejoins seventh behind Perez. Uh, Hamilton, meanwhile, is shaving off time to Fettel, who's in first still. Um, Fettel then pits for soft tires uh, from the super softs, rejoining uh, behind Raikkonen in third place. Uh, Reckonen soon loses that spot, though, right? Um, because he's on super old, super soft tires. Uh, Ferrari again leaving Reckonen out forever on his super old tires. I don't, I don't get that strategy. But um, there was a couple curious things about strategy. We're not quite there yet, but I think the does Lewis pit, does Lewis not pit? I, I think that's worth a discussion as well. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we'll get there in a second. Raikkonen uh, pits a few laps later, goes on to the soft tires, just like Vettel, um, rejoins in fifth behind Ricardo. Uh, Grosjean still getting it done. Uh, his engine problems, I guess, worked themselves out, and, and uh, he passes uh, Kafiat at turn one for eighth place. Um, and lap 42 is when Hamilton uh, comes in, which is eight laps after Vettel. Um, he serves his five-second time penalty, um, having presumably made up some time on Fettel once Fettel pitted, although the, there was already so much time between them. So, um, And he me, goes from the soft tire 
to the soft tire, right. not the super softs. And because he was he was before complaining that he like he was questioning the strategy in general before they brought him in, right? And like then he gets out, he's like, "Why'd you put me on the soft? Right? I want to be on yeah. super soft." And I so the premise here is if he's kind of in the mix and he pits, and you you know you don't really know what Vettel's gonna do. So he has to ostensibly make up 25 seconds somehow, right? And will these fresh tires allow him to make up 25 seconds? I think that's pretty dubious decision. Uh, I mean, unless you know absolutely he can't finish the race in the ones he has, right? And it's like a point. Right, or, go, or by going on to super soft that they wouldn't last. Right. It, see, it, seems, like, it seems like you would either go on to super soft or you would not pit. And I get, I get pitting because it's like, okay, well, second place yeah. or third place is better than not finishing. Right, so I get that hedge for sure, but I don't really get the logic of going to soft, even unless they just like. I mean, obviously they've done the math, right? They said they did the math, and it just seems like a weird thing to me. Yeah, um, so he Hamilton had gone for twenty eight laps on those soft tires before right. pitting, which is more than uh, any well, almost anyone. <laughs> Pascal Verline did forty five laps on them, <laughs> um, but. Yeah, I mean, he actually, he does, he says, uh, why are we going on this tire? Uh, and his engineer says, it's all based on data. We believe this is the better tire. Yeah. Numbers, Lewis. Just try, yeah, screw your gut, Lewis Hamilton, world champion. Yeah, we've got yeah. computers. Yeah, computer. download, stop all the download, Lewis. <laughs> uh, Vettel in first place is now uh, nine point seconds uh, Botas. Um, Hamilton uh, is going to have to chase him down if um, he is to uh, get in first place. So he has 10 laps uh, by lap 47. He's got 10 laps to make up 14 seconds to get to Vettel, uh, which seems impossible. But in the first two laps on those new tires, he makes up four seconds. Yeah. Um, so it, it could be done. Um, and and he, he gets a little help from Team Warriors once again, getting by uh, Botas, which... Um, I mean, it's got to be tough to hear as right. a as as Botas, but he did have uh, some rear grip problems in in those tires. Yeah, I mean, especially you had the pole. You know, uh, I totally yeah, it would be tough to hear. But I mean, I think third race of the year. You know, there's a lot of racing still to do. You might need to pass Hamilton one day. I think like I am really curious for when that day comes. Yeah, I want to see it too. Because he, Lewis always had kind of an excuse about his last partner uh, in crime. Why well, literally, like as a dick to me, I'm gonna be a dick to him. But right. now it's like you know, Botas set the stage for really good team play, and if it doesn't reciprocate, uh, that'll be very interesting. Yeah, he starts to look like the yeah the jerk. Um, but yeah, I uh. So one thing I am like I am really glad. So like I'm kind of watching this season, uh, like. I'm going to get pushed down the stairs again, you know? Like, I keep waiting for Mercedes to assert their dominance over uh, Ferrari. And so, I'm, but even when, like, when there's, like, 10 laps left, and even though Lewis is, like, taking off two-second chunks, like, and the announcers are really selling it hard, like, he can catch him. He can absolutely catch him. I'm like, no, he can't, because he, he, like, he can get behind him, but he still needs, like, three laps to pass him once he catches him. Right. right. It's not like he's just going <laughs> to. So it's like that whole time I was like not really worried. I was like 90% confident, 10% worried. Uh, whereas like after the first race of the year, I was like, this is all going to blow up. The Vettel's car is going to explode. Something bad's going to happen. Uh, so yeah, it's a little more confident now from Ferrari and I like it. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, but there is still that tension always there, um, which I think is what I don't know what what keeps me uh, what keeps me watching, and also that you know I don't. You never have all the information, right? Um, so any anything could happen at at, at really at any time. Uh, lap fifty, Fettel encounters some traffic, so that could actually be the the you know the chance that Hamilton um, has to make up some time. Um, Lap fifty two, Erickson retires with a gearbox problem, uh, but he's near a wall gap, so no safety car comes out. Uh, that was like the quickest yellow I ever remember. Yeah, I mean, I think he parked right in front of some people yeah. with yellow flags, so yeah. they're 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 on it. Uh, lap fifty five, sadly. Fernando Alonso was having a great battle with uh, Kofiat and Palmer and has to go out. Walk, 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 walk. Um, and in the end, Dave Lang, there is no chance for Hamilton to make up all that time. And Sebastian Vettel is your Bahrain Grand Prix winner. Huzzah. Forza Scuderia. Forza Ferrari. Uh, uh, with two wins and a second place from the first three races of 2017, uh, Sebastian Vettel has made the best start to a championship for a Ferrari driver in 13 years. Pretty good. It's from Pretty. F1 Fanatic. Not since Michael Schumacher swept to victory in the first three races of 2004 has Ferrari been in with this good a chance of one of its drivers taking the title after three races. So what do you think would have happened if Lewis didn't get that five-second penalty? Do you think Ferrari would have held on, or do you think Hamilton would have got him? I obviously it's not as simple as like, oh, just add five seconds to his time and you see, right? It's not that simple, right? But like, right. Uh, what's your gut tell you? I, I still think Ferrari would have held on. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, I mean, Vettel's just too skilled at that part of racing, right? He's not just going to let you get by him, right? Right. And Lewis was over five seconds behind uh, Vettel by the end of the right. race. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's... The races are all about uh, who it's who can make the fewest mistakes and who can work with what they're given. Right. Like Botas had those tire um, problems and he managed to bring home third place. Uh, Raikkonen in fourth, Daniel Ricciardo in fifth, followed by Massa Perez in seventh place, uh, Roman Grosjean in eighth, Hulkenberg in ninth, and Esteban Ocon. In tenth, that's a that's a pretty good top ten. Yeah, very diverse. Um, Pascal Verline actually uh, managed to make eleventh place. No points, but I mean, he made up uh, quite a few spots. I think he started. Oh, I didn't think he finished. Oh, he, he, yeah, he did. He uh, he made up two spots, which is okay. pretty good for a Sauber. Yeah, almost. Um, I was thinking of Ericsson probably. Okay. Yeah, Ericsson yeah. went out. All right. Um, in twelfth, Danny Kafiat, thirteenth, Palmer, and. Uh, Alonso, Erickson, Sainz, Stroll, Verstappen, Magnussen, and Van Dorn uh, did not finish the Bahrain Grand Prix. Poor Stoffel. I know. He got stoffed. Imagine this is like your – same with him and Lance. Like, you know, okay, this is not the way you imagine this year going. Like, big break, you know, going to yeah. make some stuff happen. And then Lance Stroll just getting just – Skull fucked the first three races. Just not the yeah, way I mean, anyway. <laughs> he also, I think, endures a lot of uh, uh, comparisons to Pastor Maldonado for crashing. There's already a joke website. Has Stroll crashed today? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. That seems unfair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I think man, more like has Hesterol been crashed into today? Might be. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. feel like he's gotten the the short end of the stick in a lot of this stuff. I mean, yeah. some of it's been his fault, but but not all of it. Uh, all right, points. Sebastian Vettel on top with sixty eight. Hamilton with sixty one. Botas in third with thirty eight. Uh, Raikkonen with thirty four. In fifth place is Verstappen, followed by Ricardo, Massa, Perez, Sainz, Grosjean, and Magnussen are tied for tenth place. Ocon, Hulkenberg, Kvyat. Uh, and then Baraline, Giovinazzi, Palmer, Van Dorn, Alonso, and Erickson all have zero points. Ferrari on top for the constructors with 102. Mercedes close behind with 99. Red Bulls got 47. Force India in fourth with 17. Uh, Williams has 16. Toro Rosso with 12. Haas has eight. Renault's got two. Sauber and McLaren with zero. There you go. Um, I feel so bad for McLaren. Just sucks. Yeah. Um, like they, because yeah, it's it's how much of it do you think? Okay, so they have just generic reliability. How much of it is the Honda? And how much of it is just everything else? Do you have a sense of that? I mean, I, I a lot of it seems to stem from the engine uh, and the the power unit in general, not just the the internal combustion, but like the the, the energy harvesters, the MGUH right. and MGUK. Um. Yeah, man, I it <laughs> making an F one car is hard, but you're McLaren and you've had years to do it, right? Um, but I I can only imagine how complex it is to if you're Honda start making a new F one engine. Like all these other guys have been at it for longer than them. I mean, granted they have a long history in Formula One, but coming back and making a new uh, version from scratch. Yeah, no, I mean it's completely baffling though if you look at it because it's like you have McLaren and you have Haas, right? Like, who would you expect to be I mean, have, yeah. have a leg up, right? You'd expect Haas is, you know, they're using Ferrari's engine. Um, so that's a, a tried and true thing as, as much as it gets in. in I mean, well, that's a choice that team made, right? Like, yeah, I mean, probably for cost reasons, right? Yeah. If you have a, a partnership with a team like that, you can, you can bring your cost down. Also, Haas makes machining parts. Yeah. Like, they, they make machines that make cars. Is a uh, is 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 a uh, sorry um, I'm blank the do 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 Haas are they on last year's Ferraris or are they on this year's Ferraris They're on this year's Okay yeah. Interesting because last year they were on the previous year's Ferraris right Or am I thinking uh, or is that Toro Rosso I'm pretty sure one of the Toro teams Rosso. was on the previous years Oh yeah, I guess it couldn't I be on last it couldn't be on last year's because the engine re- redesigned So never mind I'm a moron Yeah Scrap They were that. on They were on I think the Toro Rossos were on last year's Ferraris Okay uh, speaking of McLaren, Button is in for Monaco. Nice. Yes, because uh, Alonso will be racing in the Indy 500. Uh, Button steps out of non-retirement to race in Monaco. Uh, there's also a rumor from uh, some Spanish newspapers that um, Alonso could also do a race in Le Mans in 2018 with Porsche. But, uh, That'd be fun. That is, that is just a rumor. Yeah. Um, what do you, you think about the rumor about Alonso talking with different uh, teams? All but he's leaving McLaren. Is that like possible? I mean, can a driver just opt out of their contract? Or is I that... think his contract's up at the end of 2017. Oh, okay. Um, Alonso's current contract with McLaren expires at the end of 2017, according oh, wow. to Crash.net. Okay, so that's not that's not news at all. Of course, he's going to look around. Yeah. Okay. Um, in other team news, Force India team principal Vijay Malia arrested in London. This is the guy who uh, 
is purported to owe 600 million pounds uh, in uh, as a result of his airline sinking, Kingfisher. Right. Um, he has been hiding out in London, and India has been trying to extradite him. Um, but he has since uh, or recently been detained uh, for the beginning of the extradition process. So uh, he tweeted, "Usual media Indian or usual Indian media hype. Extradition <laughs> hearing in court stated today as expected." Yeah, just the usual stuff. You know, not day goes by where you're not wanted in a foreign country. True. Uh, you're getting deported. Like that's just normal stuff. Yeah, just every day. Yo ho hum. Yawn. Yeah. I, it's stuff like this that makes me want to root for Force India even more because they like your 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 job's hard enough already without you know your team principal being uh, wanted for fraud, right? So hopefully they can be shielded enough from this. Uh, yeah, because I mean the real crime would be if it did mess them up. They're off such a good start relative to their normal. Yeah, and they got fourth place last year. Yeah, just amazing, right? So like that would suck for F one. If they do, like, all of a sudden, because that's the thing F1 needs, right? They need diversity in teams. They need, you know, some spice it up. Some new blood would be great. And then if it all went away, this promising team went away because of something like that, just what a disaster. Totally. Um, we are back to uh, driver head protection discussions. Uh, there is apparently a new concept being shown to drivers um, called the shield, uh, which is more like a, a windshield than the halo. Um, and, uh, Felipe Massa, who this is from Autosport, by the way, they have a, uh, a picture, a mock-up of what it could look like. Um, Felipe Massa, who suffered a head injury when he was hit by a spring during qualifying in Hungary, 2009, uh, argued a final decision on which cockpit system to use should, uh, be made only on safety grounds. Quote, to be honest, it looks really nice. It's beautiful compared to the halo, but I don't think we need to go for how beautiful it is, but how better it is for safety. That's the only answer we gave them. So yeah. be on the lookout for uh, that. The halo seemed like it got a tepid response. I mean, but the drivers are always going to say that, right? Like, it's not necessarily a merit-based uh, negative comment. Like, I can't imagine a world where we're like, fuck, this thing's awesome, right? <laughs> right. Any, anything that restricts, yeah, restricts their senses or restricts their ability to perform, uh, it seems like, you know, for them, safety is like a far secondary concern to just being able to perform at maximum. Yeah, very true. Um, one last thing. Congratulations to Susie and Toto Wolf on the birth of their first child, Jack Wolf. Oh, what a great name. It's pretty great. Oh, my God. Do they know it's named after beef jerky? <laughs> Do they know that? Is there a beef jerky called it's Jack like that, Wolf? That, that, that Jack Link's beef jerky. Like oh, okay. there, there, there's a wolf in there somewhere, either in one yeah, of the ads or something. middle name. It could be Lynx. Oh, man, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, and now, Dave, from Bahrain to around the world. Doot, 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 let's, doot, 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 doot. let's talk about what else is going on uh, this weekend. MotoGP is at the Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas, for the Red Bull Grand Prix of the Americas. Uh, have you ever been to Texas? I've been to Texas. I've never been to that racetrack. Oh, never, okay. I've never been to uh, CODIS, but I've been... Well, no, I've been to CODIS once, sorry. But that was a long time ago. Oh, really? Yeah. That was a long time ago. Uh, I think I went the first year I was in F1. I think it was the very first year, so I don't – like I wasn't sure I liked F1 yet, and I just mm. went because a friend went. And then I haven't been able to go since because of family stuff because it's always like 
Like it's always like right around Halloween or it's right around my kids' birthdays so or October or whatever. So it's always fucked. So what did you think when you first went there and saw some F one stuff? Did it make it was you cool? Wanted- yeah. yeah, it was. It was kind of like my. I didn't. So the first year I went to uh, Spa was the very first race I went to, which is weird. And then I went to Codus, and I wasn't sure I even liked F one. And then I started. I really fell for F one the next Wait, year. Wait, you went I, to Spa and then to Coda, and you weren't sure yet. Yeah, what like I finally I, tipped the the balance. Well, so I, so like, okay, this is like some stupid shit, right? But here, here goes. Okay. So I went because so I went to Spa because my friend is super into F one, and it was right after Gamescom. So it's like we could just drive over there, check it out with me. You like sports stuff? This is cool sports stuff. It'll be cool. And so like I literally knew nothing about F one when I'm at Spa. And it was totally wasted on me that it's this historic, great venue. And I'm just like, oh, man, this is loud. This kind of sucks. <laughs> and, and then uh, later he's like, okay, let's go to Austin. Let's schedule some business down in Austin, and let's go to the race down there. And I hadn't even thought about F1 since Spa. And so I went, and I'm like, okay, this is a little more familiar and a little cooler. But then I started watching it on TV the next year, and that's when it got its hooks at me. And, like, having, like, the context of, like, understanding, just, like, even commentators explaining why stuff is what, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, even even knowing a lot about Formula One and then going to the race, it's, it's, it's tough to grasp what's happening. Right. It's like, why are there two players? Like, even just the concept of, like, okay, so there's two racers on every team, but there's two kind of Ferrari teams and there's two kind of Red Bull teams? Like, yeah. that's just, like, the, I'm just like, ah, I don't want to get this at all. This is stupid and I'm out. Um, but then, you know, next March when the season started up again, I started watching it and that's, I'm like, Oh, okay. This is super rad. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Supercars, Dave Lang are at the Phillip Island Grand Prix circuit in Victoria, Australia for their third event of the season. Uh, the world rally cross championship is in Montalegre, Portugal for the world RX rally cross of Portugal. Did you ever, uh, this is a super old poll, and you're probably too old for it, but did you ever watch the Higgins Boys and Gruber in the early days of Comedy Central? No. You were probably too, you probably might not have been born yet. Um, <laughs> but they had this bit where, uh, they had a bunch of weird bits on Higgins Boys and Gruber, and one of them was Supercar, and there was a song where they would sing it like, Supercar, Supercar, and every time you say Supercar, that's what I hear in my head. <laughs> It takes me back they to eight. Stop that as their as their theme song. It's pretty good. Uh, I like watching supercars. It is it is one of the uh, the other uh, series that I look forward to. Uh, IndyCar is at Barber Motorsports Park in Leeds, Alabama, for the Honda Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama. Uh, the NHRA is at Royal Purple Raceway in Baytown, t- uh, Texas. Ten- Texas, Texas, Texas. Tejas. 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 For the yeah. Spring Nationals, which is one word, apparently. Uh, and finally, Dave Lang. Oh, let's get it. NASCAR. <laughs> is it's, it the Bristol Motor Speedway? It's pretty good. In Bristol, Tennessee, for the Food City 500. Out <laughs> of a whole city. It's, it's Bristol. It's full of food. Um, could you just... I'd never want to hang up the phone when you're doing this. I could listen to you say anything. Like, could you say like the rain in Spain falls mainly in the lane in that voice for me? Oh, the rain in Spain follows mainly in the lane. 
Yay! You just made me very happy. <laughs> Thank you very much. Very good. Uh, I also do birthday parties. We are on Twitter. Follow at Shift F1 Podcast for show updates and any fun F1 stuff we run across. I am at Drew Scanlon. Well, don't hang up yet. I got well, to talk about one thing on the record with you real quick. Oh, yeah? All right. I want to figure out what is the Iron Galaxy cross cloth map F1 collabos we're doing this year. Oh, man. Because... I'm going to recommend a couple. I'm just going to throw this out there. I know you okay. probably got some irons in the fire already. Mm. First thing I'm going to recommend is Bit Summit in Kyoto in, in next month. Oh, wow. Bit Summit is a gaming show, an indie, indie focused festival uh, in Kyoto. It's like March 20 or May 20th and the 21st or something like that. It's amazing. Uh, you'll be a billion indies will be there and a bunch of really good stories to tell. Uh, I'm going to recommend Singapore F1. I think we have to meet there in general principle. Hmm. Um, I have heard it's godlike. It's pretty godlike. I had a very smart man once told you that. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going. I'm 100% confirmed for spa again this year. 100% going to spa. Wow. All right. So we're going to rent. Uh, we're going to rent an Airbnb in spa, and uh, it's going to be good. So if you want to, if you want to collabo cloth map on any of this goodness stuff, uh, just holler at your boy. We'll figure it out. All right. Uh, I will. I will talk to my people. Yeah, the vast network that is. <laughs> The cloth map empire. That's right. It's a large corporate structure. To go <laughs> so much red tape. Yes. Uh, where can people find you, Dave Lang? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Joseph J. Brony. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow Iron Galaxy at I to the G. Uh, I've been streaming and YouTube a lot, so just Google that. You'll find me. I don't remember what the names are. Uh, and uh, I'm not telling you my Snapchat because that's where it all gets sexy. Ooh, all so right. I'm not telling you my Snapchat. <laughs> uh, shouts out this week to Winky Face, aka T Tudorel, on Twitter for sending us a video from uh, Driver sixty one on YouTube explaining why Verstappen was so good last year in Brazil. Uh, some great inside baseball on uh, driving in the rain in there, and I will I will link that in the show notes at f one dot cool. Uh, and to Nick Bristow uh, for a video on the evolution of F one steering wheels, which was actually pretty cool. Uh, they they went a surprisingly long time without any buttons on them at all. Hmm. Um, and in fact, some drivers went into like the late 90s without any buttons, which is insane. Uh, so I'll link that as well. As always, you can find our show notes and uh, uh, links on F1.cool along with how to subscribe via RSS, iTunes, Google Play, and wherever podcasts are sold. Uh, until next time, I am Drew Scanlon. That is Dave Lang. Um <laughs> Yes. I was going to say peace, but I said it too soon. Oh, okay. So I blew uh, the ending. I just, we did not stick the landing. I'm sorry. Have a good race weekend, everyone, and we will see you all next week. Peace. Peace.